0: Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. hope everybody's having an absolutely blessed day today, as always, and be sure to check out the website, the HGH Stimulate, the last day it's on sale as product of the week on the website at healthmasters.com. And so getting into it, the first thing I wanted to bring up today is again now, again, for this is probably the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th time, I can't keep up with it, where the so-called science has been refuted and now basically rejected and backtracked. And what they have told everybody for the last year, again, we are finding is a complete and total lie. I've gone over and over and over of numerous incidences, numerous comments, all the way from Fauci to the CDC, the WHO, and the likes of which, which constantly come up with these just erroneous concepts of things that we're required to do to allegedly stop a virus with a 99.9% survival rate in the vast majority of the populace. And the next one now, the CDC has even had to report and claim that it is true. In a new research study... It basically was gone – they went through a research study to find out if the so-called COVID virus was transmitting through surface areas. You've already seen and I've seen the videos, the photos, the links, the articles, all the stuff, how – every place is super sanitary. They go into the movie theater after you're there and they spray everything down with bleach and they wipe everything down and everything's constantly got hand sanitizer everywhere. And you continually to go to the grocery store. And as soon as you put something on the conveyor belt that you touched, they go in and they wipe it all down. Granted, we're not really doing that down here in Florida anymore. It's actually kind of stopped because everybody's realized that it's pretty much useless. And not only that, They're finding this unbelievably toxic. The amount of carcinogens and toxic chemicals that the American populace has been exposed to in the last year have been higher than any other year in recorded history. We have seen exposure to all types of compounds, including Lysol, bleach, cleaners. Everything. You guys name it, we've seen it, and you've seen this. The same thing with hand sanitizer. I've told you before, hand sanitizer, alcohol-based hand sanitizer is not healthy to use at all. Our bodies were designed to have microbes and germs on our skin and on our body on a regular basis. You're exposed to it all day long. That's how your immune system works. It's designed to get exposed to things. Well, when you go in and every single time somebody puts their finger on the side of a conveyor belt or sits in a chair. You go through with bleach and you spray the whole thing with basically aerosol bleach and wipe it all down. It's not really that healthy at all in the long run. In fact, it's actually quite detrimental to the health. Well, to even contradict this even further as far as this science conflict that they've continued to promote, the CDC now has come out with research and showing they looked at quantitative microbial risk assessment study that was conducted to understand and characterize the risk of COVID transmission through surface areas. And they came up with the findings of these studies suggest that the COVID infection via transmission route is so low, generally less than 1 in 10,000 from surface contact, which means that if you come in contact with a surface that is directly contaminated with COVID-19, you have less than a 1 in 10,000 chance of actually getting infected with it, much less having symptoms from it. you see what I said, folks? 1 in 10,000 chance of actually becoming infected with it. That means if you have a table in a store that people are going in and out of, you could have, theoretically, up to 9,999 people they could touch that table infected with COVID and they wouldn't catch COVID, theoretically. This is what they're saying here. So this whole concept of wear gloves, wear hand sanitizer, wear a mask, do all of these things that are completely and totally idiotic in a normal society that has very good sanitation habits, I might add, all go back to show you it was all about control, manipulation, and dominance. And on top of that, we have no idea what we're going to start seeing over the next coming years with cancer rates, with all types of health problems. Because remember a lot of these people, you know, you may not have been exposed to a lot of these chemicals and bleaches that often. Maybe at a store they did it. But a lot of the individuals that worked in these areas and sanitized it, they constantly were exposed to this stuff almost every single day. Breathing it in, having it come in contact with their skin, which is unbelievably toxic. And on top of that, then you throw in the Reduced oxygen, reduced red blood cell count, increased carbon monoxide in the body, and now you're increasing the acidity level of the body, which in turn is allowing it to even be more as far as have more health issues when it's related to all this exposure. And so this is something that's really, really important people understand. Going in and sanitizing stuff every 30 minutes with toxic chemicals and bleach not only is unhealthy – unwise, it also doesn't work. The COVID transmission rate among contact surface areas is virtually nix. It doesn't happen. So again, my friends, continue to use your brain that God gave you. Continue to do research, and that's what we do here on this show, is give you the information, tell you to do the research yourself, and then use your own brain and your own wisdom to make a consented decision on what's happening. Do not be like a lot of these sheep that are running around and just blindly following orders on what everybody has told them to do. It is crucial. Everybody start using their mind and using their free will that was given to us by God almighty. That's my stance on that. Dad, what do you think?
1: Well, Austin, there's an an incredibly brilliant scientist. She's passed away. Now her name's Helga Clark. And she wrote a whole book on it, The Cure for All Cancers. And she spoke specifically about isopropyl alcohol, allowing the liver fluke to complete its life cycle in the human body, which allowed the liver fluke to produce compounds and chemicals that would cause cancer in the body. And she said that isopropyl alcohol and liver fluke were two primary factors as far as the massive amounts of cancer we've had in the United States in the past 60, 70 years. And now we have everybody running around with hand sanitizer that's loaded with isopropyl alcohol, rubbing it all over their hands, over their arms, on their faces. I mean, I've seen everything. And, you know, you've got to be careful when you start putting chemicals and compounds and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like alcohol on your skin. It really dries out the skin. And I've said this from the very, very beginning. You know, COVID is transmitted through feces. It, it is. It just, it's transmitted through feces. And, and, you know, and so, you know, when people touch stuff after they've used the bathroom and, you know, and they don't wash their hands, you know, what ends up happening is you touch that same surface, you end up getting feces on your hand. Now, here comes the problem. When you didn't touch your face or touch your nose or touch your mouth or touch your eyes, you could transmit this stuff. So the easiest way to avoid this is simply to basically wash your hands and not touch public surface areas. In other words, don't touch the knobs on the sinks in the bathrooms. You know, don't touch the doorknobs on the way out of the bathroom. Use a paper towel and it massively reduces the risk. But the reality is that covering everything with isopropyl alcohol and disinfectants, all it does is allow microbes that are how should I say naturally resistant of this to continue to reproduce while the other ones are killed, and you may end up with superbugs. And, and now we have just all of these people doing this all the time. Now, don't get me wrong; you know, the United States, their you know, our ability to wash our hands has massively increased in the past 12 months because it was horrible as far as people not washing their hands and not you know being careful with what they touched. But the reality is this: the, the most important thing to you, for you, for anybody to do at this point. Is number one, rinse your hands off with water several times a day, especially if you touch public surface areas. Number one. Number two, take vitamin C, take D3, K2, take potassium iodide, take zinc, which acts like adromectin, which stops the replication phase of the virus. Really important that we all do this. We have to be careful now. The masks they are useless. You know, that, that's the thing. Is, you know, and we now we got nanoparticles inside of the masks that you know seem to be some type of Morgellons or some type of microscopic. You know, uh, Autobot. I mean, it's crazy. I'll never forget. You know, I've watched all of the alien movies. And I'm not necessarily recommending those, especially if you have young children. They're pretty doggone scary movies. But at the end here, they've always had these little nanobots in these last few, you know, segments of the alien movies. I mean, these things are like the size of of a piece of sand. And they'll put them in somebody's drink or they'll put them in somebody or somebody inhales them or whatever. They float up into their nostrils. And they start producing these alien life forms. Because they basically start reprogramming the DNA. Why are they telling us stuff like that? Think about that for a second. Why suddenly are we having movies out the last 20, 30 years that basically are telling us that they're going to reprogram our DNA and change us into something else? Why do they come up with this weird stuff like this? Is it just science fiction? Is it just purely entertainment? Or is it, again, part of their lesser magic, their white magic? I, I don't know the answer to that. All I know that the technology is there to basically deliver nanotechnology to you via the air, via smart dust, via chemtrails, or how should you say geoengineering, as my friend Dane Whittington refers to it as. I mean, we have all of these abilities and all of this technology now that allows them to put things into us very, very quickly. And we talked about this in length yesterday about what the potentials are with all of this stuff. You know, the sad part about it is is I I still sit back, and I I don't know really – how to deal with a lot of stuff that's happening with happening with my personal friends right now. You know, one of them wrote me yesterday and, and after we had done the show, and, and, and they said, well, what I did love about the show that we did yesterday, now this person is basically wearing a mask pretty much everywhere they go, and they're also wearing, you know, they've been vaccinated. And they said, what I did love about the show is your strong conviction, your intellect, your desire to share it with those you care about, but mostly it made me sad. Because I'm unable to break away or change the narrative, as Austin would say, I know you don't understand that. It is not so black and white for me. Now, there you go. It's not so black and white for me. Now, that's, that's very, very honestly said because a lot of people out there who are listening to the show right now, they've been so programmed because of their living environment with who they're married to or because of their relatives or because of what they watch on TV or because of what they've read. It's confused right now. They're not sure what to do. They've been told the lie for so long they can no longer differentiate it, or they don't have the mental resolve or the spiritual resolve or the or the or the how should I say, the Hutzpah to do what they need to do. Why? Because they don't want to have to fight against their spouse or fight against their relatives or fight against the world in order to, to get things done. You know, I've talked to Sharon about this so many times now. She's told me the same thing. A few weeks ago, she went shopping with Savannah, you know, my youngest daughter. To a local mall, and she said it was a nightmare. You know, she used to be, you know, the king shopper of all time, Sharon. Just, I mean, she'd go out and conquer stuff and go shop and find things to buy and do things. And now all of a sudden when you go out, it's like one big hassle after another big hassle. Get out, peasants. You were not wearing a mask. We don't want your money. Get out. And you're like, what the heck, man? I'm trying to buy something here. I told you I did that the other day, the pottery barn. I tried to go buy a mirror, for heaven's sakes. Get out! You must stand outside in the hall like a sick and cast citizen peasant. Get out! And we, and we left. We had enough. Now, they didn't use those exact words. I'm just, I'm kind of, you know, giving you a little bit of hyperbole on that. But the reality was, that's how they acted. They, I mean, we had the lever. They were calling security. And you're like, what the heck? So they're destroying every aspect of our society. As we know, my wife came up and told me, I'm not happy at all. This is awful. This is, I didn't enjoy that at all. It was terrible. And she's not gone shopping again, which, you know, doesn't really, (laughs) I'm not really upset about that. Save a little bit of money. But the reality is it shouldn't be forced on you like that. Just like doing the right things, not forced. Yesterday, I came home from the office. This is a sad story, guys, that I have a very dear friend of mine. He's a realtor in town and I've known him since I was like eight years old. In fact, he cut my hair when I was like eight. And he was like eighteen. He was going to be a barber. And he was working at the Please You Barber Shop, that's what it's called. Still here in town today. And I'll never forget, you know, years ago, I've known the guy gosh, well, for what, for fifty-seven years. And what ended up happening years ago, I talked to him because he was hammering diet sodas. Hammering diet sodas. And I tried my best to get him to stop drinking diet sodas. I gave him the book that I wrote, Maximum Energy. has an entire chapter on aspartame and why it causes brain tumors and brain cancers and seizures and headaches and optic nerve degradation. And I pleaded with him to stop drinking the diet sodas. What folks don't realize is that 10% of the molecular structure of aspartame is paint thinner or methanol. It cannot be made non-poisonous. And when you combine aspartame with nitride, so if you have a pork sandwich or a ham sandwich or bacon or anything like that, you sweeten your coffee with it or whatever for breakfast, and or you have a ham sandwich, you drink iced tea with you know aspartame in it. You create a compound called the that degrades the form of nitrous urea. And nitrous ureas are the most effective agent known to man in producing malignant glial brain tumors in human beings, period. You think, well, that's awful. So you're saying if I have a pepperoni pizza and a diet soda, I could give myself brain cancer? Uh, yeah, I am saying that, actually. And this, this is, the research proves it. So I drove by his house yesterday. He's been sick, and he was having issues with his brain. And I stopped by his house, and his wife was standing outside. And they're right by the office a couple of blocks away. And, and and I said, how is my friend doing? I'm not going to use any names on the show on this. And she goes, he's doing badly. And I pulled it into his into of the and I said, what's going on? Well, they opened up his brain. Now, mind you, just think about this. They opened up his brain. They took his part of his skull off and went inside of his head. His entire brain mass is now consumed by a galile tumor. And they just closed him up. They've closed him up, didn't even, didn't even try to do surgery, didn't even try because it had literally removed the brain. And uh, they told him, they said, you need to go ahead and go ahead and call hospice. You know, he's basically dead man walking. Now, that's not what she said to me yesterday, but that's what she implied. And I thought, this is awful. This is awful. And then I said to her, now listen to me. Listen to the programming here. I said, is he home? Is he lucid? She goes, yes, he's inside. You can go in and see him. But hospices told me that if he gets any visitors, they have to wear a mask. Now, stop for one second. And I think this through with me. This is a sad story. So I looked at her and I said, why would I need to wear a mask? He's dying of brain cancer. He'll be dead in a couple of weeks. She goes, well, they said you have to wear a mask because, you know, they don't want him to get infected with anything. And I looked at her. And I said, again, why would I need to wear a mask? I mean, he's dying of brain cancer. He'll be dead in a couple of weeks. What difference does it make at this point whether I wear a mask or not? And she looked at me kind of funny. It was like lights start popping on and She goes, oh, you know, you're right. I don't know why they said that. And she says, why don't you go on in? Don't, you don't have to wear a mask. I said, okay, thank you, because I won't. So I walked in. He's blind now. Pretty much the brain cancer has put so much pressure on his optic nerves. that He no longer has that portion of his brain to be able to see. He sees little specks of things. And I walked in, and he doesn't even have any memory left. And I used his name, and I said, I'm going to call him Joe. His name's not Joe, but I'm going to call him Joe. I said, hey, Joe. I said, here's the deal. I said, this is so-and-so. This is Ted Brower, and this is Sharon. And she goes, oh, hi, Ted. How are you doing? He's so nice. He's always been so nice. And I told him, I said, do you mind if I pray with you? He goes, well, well no. I, I'd love for you to pray with me. So I prayed with him, and I just asked God to welcome him into the kingdom, make sure he got a mansion in heaven. I mean, it was one of those prayers, guys. It was pretty intense. And, uh, you know, because you say, well, Ted, don't you believe in miracles? Well, yeah, I believe in miracles. But here's the thing. My friend refused to stop drinking diet sodas. Now he's got a malignant glial brain tumor. He refused to stop eating bad food. He just has now he has a malignant brain tumor. So you have to ask yourself a question. Where do I draw the line as far as my faith and how to pray for somebody? The man's brain is completely consumed with a glial tumor. Can God heal him? Absolutely. Yes. Would he go back and start drinking diet sodas again if he got better? Yes. You say, well, you don't know that, Ted. Well, no, I've already seen it. I've already seen it. I, I had a young man. Loved the guy's dad. I mean, the guy was, his father's one of my best friends. And he did the same thing. He went right back to doing what he did when God healed him from a glial tumor, and then he ended up dying. See, and this is the problem that we have as human beings, isn't it? is that when we have resolve, sometimes it's not enough resolve. Sometimes we make a decision to do things, it's not enough to do them. Why? Because we can't do it on our own, and we've got to ask God to help us. When we're in a blood covenant with the Most High God, we have to take what we have as far as our problems in our life, and we have to put them on the shoulders of Jesus. You think, well, this is turning into a sermon. Yeah, this is turning into a sermon. You've got to ask God to help you. Father, please help me to maintain my ideal weight. Father, please help me to eat the right foods. Please help me to stay away from foods that are bad. All the things that you need to do, you need to take to God in prayer and constant petition so you can have the strength that comes from the sin-filling of the Holy Spirit. If we don't do that, what ends up happening is we fall back into our old patterns again. And we all need to understand it because we all have things in our life we have to work on. Every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And every one of us basically don't deserve to be with God because our energy field is not compatible with his because it's incapable of being together with God because it's got sin in it. We missed the mark or we basically don't have the ability to be right with God without Christ. And that's why I talked yesterday on the show that Christ basically is the only answer we have. So now what happened with this, my friend yesterday with the brain cancers? we prayed for him. And what I did do is I walked outside and, you know, because I didn't know what I touched and what was inside of the house as far as germs. And I walked outside with, they had a water hose right out by the door. And I washed my hands off and Sharon washed her hands off. Why would I do that? Just as an extra precaution. I mean, there's no telling what's going on in that house as far as germs or whatever. But the point is this, guys, why does it take, that? Why why do some people have to die of brain cancer before they listen? And then they never listen. They just die. Why is it some people will not stop eating, you know, their 15,000 calories a day and they weigh 500 pounds and they simply don't want to stop until they die? Why is it if you have elevated blood pressure and you don't want to change your behavioral patterns and you end up basically coming down with kidney damage or heart disease? Why does you, do you, do you not want to change? Why, why is it you only want to take a pill? You give me the, my blood pressure medication. Give me my diabetes pill. Why can't you just change your diet and lose some weight? Almost every single time you do that, why? Take some HGH stimulate. That's what I use. I use HGH stimulate. I use four scoops a day, two in the morning and two at night. Helps me to maintain super healthy blood pressure. And it acts like a natural Viagra with guys. And that's really a nice thing when you're 65 years old. And so the thing about it is, is that, you know, why is it that people don't want to do natural things for their body and for their health? Instead of just wanting to take a drug, give me a cholesterol lowering drug. Well, your cholesterol's at 200. You don't really need that drug. Your cholesterol's at 250. You really don't need that drug. Let me have this other drug. I'm I'm a little depressed today. Well, yeah, let's let's give him some you know some serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Let's slap some Prozac to him. Let's let's go ahead and give me something else. Let's give him some other drug that's going to cause all kinds of horrible side effects. How about I can't sleep at night. Well, why don't you order to sleep like a baby protocol from Health Masters? It really helps you sleep great. I slept great last night. But no, 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 I'd rather take a sleeping pill they are unbelievably addictive and call all kinds of hallucinations and cause all kinds of brain problems and forgetfulness. This is the problem that we have in our society today. We don't want to take a look at what we can do from a natural standpoint to feel better. All we want to do is always have an escape, how should I say, an easy way out. Well, guess what? We've got ourselves into a situation in the United States of America right now. We ain't got no easy way out anymore. Those days were behind us. We've got a government that is completely Kabbalist, Luciferian-controlled. It's the cult that rules the world is what it is, and they're the ones who control the central banks. And they decided that they don't want me and you here anymore. That's what they decided. And so we could stand here now and we can basically capitulate to what they want by doing nothing and wearing a mask and taking these RNA vaccines that are going to change you forever and continue to change you to a silicon based life form like we talked yesterday if you keep doing it, or we can go into the aggregate and say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're just going to just bow up and say, no, I'm done. I've had enough. It's like I told my friend yesterday. I'll go in and I'll see my buddy, but I'm not wearing a mask. There's no point in wearing a mask, but that's how programmed she was, that I had to wear a mask for somebody who would be dead in a few weeks. I mean, what what what, what is that? The point of this aug, this morning, guys, is this. You've got to maintain res- a resolute, firm opinion and action. They have to combine. And see, and this is the problem that we've run into, isn't it? When you have people who basically cannot stop wearing a mask because they don't want to have to deal with conflict, when you have people that cannot – basically stop getting vaccines because they don't want to deal with conflict. cases. Who have said it's okay to abort babies. It's okay for somebody to be gay. It's okay for all of this stuff to happen because I've never taken a stand on this stuff before. So why should I do it now? Why should I do it now? Well, guys, let me explain something to you. The United States as we know it is coming to a screeching end. You know, I'm just telling you that right now. And I prayed this morning. I thanked God for the protection. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. And we are the righteousness of God through Christ when we accept Jesus. He doesn't see us anymore. He sees Jesus. That's why we have to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior because he is the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. He is the great I am. And through him, all things are held together. But this is the resolution. This is the resolve. This is what we have to do. We have to say, look, I've got to maintain. I've got to be resolute. I've got to say, no, I'm not going to do this. I've got to maintain resolve. I've got to have the ability to say no and resist this. These guys are cowards. I'm letting you know that. The guys who run the New World Order, they're a bunch of kitty cat men. Now, I want to say a bad word here, but I'm not going to. That's what they are. You don't see them in a trench. You don't see them fighting for their life. You don't see them doing any of this stuff. They hire mercenaries. They hire other people. These guys, if you got them on a one on one basis with, like, say, I'll say, Austin, they'd be scared to death. They would be scared to death. Why? Because they've never been in a conflict. They've never done that. They've always used their power, their money, their prestige, and their mercenary armies to do their work for them. But what did Henry Kissinger say? Basically, the soldiers are useless brutes or animals. That's all he feels. That's all he sees they are. He's a little – I met him. He's about five feet tall. He's unbelievably ugly. And he's he's got an aura of complete evil when he walks around. He reminds me of that Snoopy cartoon with that pig pen character that always has dirt following him everywhere. That's what he looks like. That's how he acts. Guys – these people, if you had to deal with them, with even when they were younger, I know he's ninety something years old now, but I'm talking if he's forty years old and he wants to run his mouth like he did back with Nixon back way in the day, you know, he went ahead and get all these people killed. He would never do it himself. He'd have the guts to do that. So they're cowards. They use their ability and their authority and they use other people who they're blackmailing to do their dirty work. Just like their father of the devil. That, that's what these people serve. And guys, this is the point. If you stand against it, if you stand against Satan, it says it in the word, he will flee. That's the only thing we can do now. I prayed for the remnant of us in the United States this morning. I said, God, we don't have a right to have our country spared. We've fed 60 to 70 million infants to the beast. We don't have a right to ask for this. But, Lord, for those of us that are still here, I ask you to show us mercy. That was my prayer this morning. Because I know that without God at this point, this country's done, and we've got to turn back to God, and we've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But guys, that means we have to stop drinking diet sodas to use that as a metaphor. We've got to stop doing the things and allowing the government to do the things to us that it's done. We have to be like that. That, that, that hamburger place out there in California that Austin keeps talking about, and we're going to open up no matter what, or that church in Alberta that basically tore the fences down with those people stormed in and arrested them for having service. We've got to be those people that tear the fences down. We've got to be the people that stand against this. We can't allow them to do this to us, or we will find ourselves part of a new world order as a silicon-based life form. You know what's interesting to me, and I know I'm going a bit long, Austin, to be another second, when they found the Roswell aliens, whatever you want to call them, according to Doctor Cur- Colonel Corso – well, he wasn't a doctor, but Colonel Corso who wrote the book The Day After Roswell. He said that these things were very robotic. They had, like, no emotion. They, like, they were different because they absorbed energy. They didn't have a digestive tract. Is that what they want to turn us into? Were these things that were in these spaceships, were they other groups of people from other planets? Oh, I've gone a long ways on this one now. And this is what happens when Satan gets involved in them. They turn them into these weird things. Is that what we want? Do we want to be at E.T.? Does he want us all to be E.T.'s and change us into some, something else? Is that what Klaus Schwab, that unbelievable weirdo, wants us to do? I don't know. I know I've gone out into a very far fringe on this, but the reality is this. What the heck? Why in the world are people allowing this? Why do people still drink diet sodas when they find out? I had a lady one time I am at a conference up in Indianapolis. And, you know, I've got 25,000 people in the audience. I'm at the tape table, the you know, CD table. And, we're, you know, I'm selling eat, drink and be healthy program. I'm talking to people, asking questions. And and I had some lady run up to me, shove a diet soda in my face. And she said, I'll drink this whether you tell me to or not. I don't care what you say. I'll drink it. My response to her was, drink it. She goes, What do you mean, drink it? I said, Drink it. I said, I don't care. I said, If you know 10% of this thing is paint center and you're drinking it, <laughs> knock yourself out. It's a neurological poison that cannot be made non-poisonous. I was very clear in my seminar today when I talked about it. If you want to drink paint thinner, have it. I'm going to stop you. You have your choice. You have freedom of will. We live in America. That's what they want to take away, guys. They want to turn us into something different. Guys, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bow to that. I'm not going to allow them to infuse me with hydrogel. It's bad enough we got to breathe the air with all the junk they spray up in there for those airplanes. It's bad, bad enough. It's bad enough that we've got to distill our water to make sure we don't drink the stuff and the chemicals in the water supply. It's bad enough that we have to basically be forced to wear masks or not go out, which I just don't go out if I'm forced to wear a mask. And luckily, by the grace of God, I live in Florida, and they can't find you or put you in jail or haul you away if you don't have a mask on. Unless you go to Disney World. They can sure haul you away and trespass warn you and put you in handcuffs unbelievable that we've got this stuff going on, and people still support Disney. Why? Because the 95% of those who capitulate wear the masks. they don't really care if they got to go to Disney and stand in the hot sun and wear a mask. They want to go on their vacation, have fun. How could you have fun when it's 95 degrees outside, and you're wearing a mask, and you're sweating, trying not to pass out, breathing your own CO2, wondering what you're into, and having your whole face break out with acne because you can't get the mask off? What's that all about? That does not sound like fun to me. That sounds like some kind of bondage, like living in hell. That's what they want, isn't it? They want to bring their hell on this planet. Oh, what a mess. It's, they, you know what these, these entities remind me of? They remind me of the, enti- the people that come in from other countries. They turn their own country into hell holes that nobody wants to live in. Everybody hates living there. And they come to this country, and they destroy the United States. These things are like they're coming from another dimension. They hate where they live, but they want to turn us into wh- what they were when they came over here. The weirdest stuff when you start getting into it.
0: Austin, that's enough. What do you think, Bud? Yeah, well, and the thing is uh, that a lot of people have to understand is that you know, Lucifer is the father of lies. Remember, when you're dealing with somebody, and this doesn't matter whether you're dealing with you know, Satanism or you're fighting individuals that are basically in society, people that are inherently very unhappy. That are just honestly bad people that live horribly, have horrible lives, they hate their lives. The only thing that they really get enjoyment out of is watching other people's lives go to crap, and that's just you're bad. right you've been around people before everybody has you know when you're around them, and you get done being around them, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I need a bath like I don't even i i their energy, their language, their demeanor, their attitude, their outlook everything is just negative, negative, negative. And everybody's been around somebody like that. And you go, man, I've I'm, I'm just got to clear myself from that. The problem is with people like that, and this is why it's so important not to be around people like that, Be you try to be around people that are successfully minded, that are basically always trying to push forward, that are always trying to have a positive outlook for the most part. And I get it. Everybody's got bad days. I'm not going to sit there and paint some halo over my head saying that every single day I'm some positive beacon of hope. Is, I, I try to be. I try to be constantly pushing forward and positive, but everybody deals with it. But you know what I'm talking about when you get around those people. And it's just, everything's, woe is me, oh my gosh. You call them Eeyores. Oh, bother, I lost my tail. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. And every time you talk to them, it's like they have some 40-minute oratory about why their life is so bad and all these things are happening. And the problem with it is, if you look at it, it's always about how they speak and their actions and what they do. And then people, the further they get down that dark, dark hole, they reach a point, exactly what I said a second ago. The only enjoyment and fulfillment they get out of anything is watching other people have problems and other people fall into their same hole. Say, like, hey, my life really sucks. This is horrible. Well, if I can get somebody else to have a really crappy life, that will at least make me not feel as crappy about myself. That's their mindset they have, and it's horrible. So you have to be careful the people you're around right now, especially right now, because I've watched it. I've watched a lot of people's mindset, their outlooks, really be affected by what's happened over the last year. And I get it. There's some weird stuff going on, and I get it what Dev said. The United States is on its final wave. It's the end of an era. I mean, there's just, there's no way about it. I mean, we, I can sit here and preach and yell about how we're going to do this. And we can't, there's a lot of stuff we can do to maintain our freedoms and maintain our constitution for many more years, if not decades, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, by the end of my lifetime, it's probably going to be over with as far as the United States, as we know it, it's just, things are changing. A lot of things are changing. And I mean, you can just look from a historical perspective from the aspect of reserve currencies. I talked to somebody about this the other day. I said historical global trade currencies have been around for centuries upon centuries. You had Portugal. You had Spain. You had basically the Netherlands. And you had France from like 1720 to 1815. You had the U.K. pound from 1815 to 1920. Then you had the U.S. dollar from 1920 to current. It's been right at about 100 years. And if you look at the numbers, the average is about 95 years with an average variance of 10 years. Which means the US dollar, theoretically, by the law of averages, has about five to six years left. That's about it. That's, that's really about it. I mean, they, you know, we, we may get a couple more out of it, but ironically enough, isn't that funny? Five to six years that ties us right into the 2030 model that they're trying to provoke. Interesting, isn't it? But one thing that I can say about this, and I can stand firm on this conviction, the one thing, no matter what happens and no matter what seems to change, you always have to hold true to your convictions, your convictions to Christ, your convictions to morality, your convictions to the patriots and the constitution and the rule of law that this country is founded on and the, con- the, 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 the just continual drive and maintenance of freedom. Your conviction for living in a free country. Those are things you can't give up. Remember, the world is going to constantly change. You're going to have summers. You're going to have falls. You're going to have winters. You're going to have springs. And it's going to start all over again. You're going to have summers. And you're going to have falls. And you're going to have winters. And you're going to have springs. It's very consistent. You can actually look at everything on a graph and you can see the consistency. It's over and over and over again. That's why people say the more things change, the more things seem to stay the same. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. You see things go in cycles, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. The only thing you can control is your outlook and your actions. Always remember that. You can do the best you can to control your external environment, your your microcosm, you know, your property, your home, maybe something in your neighborhood, maybe something in your city. You can do some aspects of that, but in reality, the biggest thing that you can control and maintain is your actions and your attitude and how you look at things. You could say, man, I wish everything would just change and be better again. I wish the world would just be perfect. Well, that's, that's cool. But, I mean, that's, that's frivolous thinking. It really is. Like when you hear the, the supermodels when they do you know, Miss America, and they go, my thing I want is world peace and to cure world hunger. Well, that's fantastic. That's, that's a great concept. I love the concept. I love the positivity. Except that's never occurred ever in history. There's always been wars, there's always been hunger, there's always been famines, there's always been death. It's just part of this earth. So if you know those things can't be changed, you know it's a lesson of futility trying to pretend that you're going to stop them, the biggest thing you can do is just control things on your level, your outlook, your ideas, your positivity. And that's something everybody has to remember. No matter what's happening right now, you have free will. It's like mom in Savannah went shopping the other day, and they're fighting with everybody about masks. Well, you know what I've pretty much found? I don't support anybody that tells me to wear a mask, period. I will absolutely refuse to do business with them, I will make sure everybody knows that I'm around. I refuse to do business with them. And then I go on my way, and I I, I put it on a shelf. I put it in a box. I, sh- I shut it down. That's it. I don't worry about it anymore. Check that one off my box. Okay, that one's done. We're not going to that place anymore. That's it. That's how, that's how I operate right now with everything. If you sit around every single day and you're unbelievably mad about what's happening and you're unbelievably angry about how people are acting, you're unbelievably just, just completely irate about what the government's doing, it's going to eat you up inside. Do what you have to do on your level. Stand for what you believe. Do not consent. Do not give in. Do not bow your knee. Do not tell them, okay, you have my consent to inject me with an RNA shot. We already know, and I've told you guys already, the pharmaceutical companies already have come in now, and they said, listen, we're now working on RNA variants for these injections. already working on it. We're going to have booster shots every six months for this. Well, the funny thing about it now is a study from Tel Aviv, Israel, which ironically nobody's been talking about this study, they found – that the South African variant of the COVID virus, remember this variant that came from South Africa and all these other variants that are popping up now? They said the the variant affects people vaccinated with the Pfizer shot significantly more than people that are unvaccinated. Whoa. Hear what I just said. Tel Aviv University found that the COVID variants that we see popping up significantly negatively impact people that have been injected with the Pfizer vaccine than people that have been unvaccinated the study, which has not yet been peer reviewed because they're trying to block it already. I already looked at this. They're already trying to make this study go away. They found that the virus, the variant of the virus was eight, times more in individuals who are vaccinated against those who are unvaccinated the top Israeli health provider also helped in the study they said we found a disproportionately higher rate of the variant among people vaccinated with a second dose compared to all the unvaccinated group this means that the variant is able to some extent to break through the vaccine's protection now let me clarify this right now what he's saying here doesn't have any, any premise of the COVID shot giving you protection. It doesn't give you any. It gives you none. It makes you a viral production facility. I've already talked about this. What he's saying here, and he's either confused or he's trying to basically tiptoe around the tulips, is that the variant is much more pronounced in everybody that has the shot, either because the shot is causing them to manufacture it, As the retired vice president of Pfizer said, this shot makes you a pathogen production site or this shot is making your immune system so compromised, you're basically getting exposed to the virus and it's basically locking in your body much easier than unvaccinated people with a healthy immune system. There's only really two options there. But considering the fact that when you're injecting this RNA shot and they blatantly said, as Moderna even said, it's the software of life. And they're injecting code into you. It is highly likely to me because this is what we theorized and multiple scientists came up with as well, including, like I said, the retired vice president of Pfizer said that when you take this RNA gene therapy, it causes your body to turn into a pathogen production site. I know I keep repeating myself, but I'm trying to clarify it because for some reason, nobody seems to get this concept. It makes you start producing the virus. This would make sense why the individuals that have been vaccinated with the Pfizer shot had eight times more amount of the virus variant in them than the unvaccinated amount. This is not a joke. This is not coincidence. This is something very significantly that's starting to happen all across the world, and I think we're going to see more and more of it, and just wait until the booster shot comes out in the next four to five, six months, and people start getting injected with that, because they are so blinded by fear, and by compromise, that they're not willing to stand up, and here's my thing, if this is really what some people want, this is really what you want, you want to live in a country where you're forced to get injected, you want to live in a country to where you have to have a vaccine passport, you want to live in a country that you have no rights, by all means, please move to another country that has already instituted those restrictions like China. I mean that sincerely. And I know it's going to hack some people off that I just said that. But why in the world is everybody trying to make this country, which was a beacon of freedom, to fit their perspective? And here's the million-dollar question. If the vaccine works, why do you care if I get it? If the vaccine works... Why do you keep wearing a mask? If the vaccine works and you're wearing a mask, why do you care that I'm wearing a mask? It drops the entire theory on its head and nobody can answer that question. Nobody. I've talked to individuals all the time and they argue themselves into a corner Where is this going? Obviously, if they're still telling you you have to wear a mask and you need to social distance and everybody needs to get the injection and keep wearing the mask. Obviously, the vaccine is not what you're being told that it is. And clearly, from what we're seeing from articles from Tel Aviv and all these other scientists that are coming out with this and saying what this is doing, much less the adverse events that we're seeing, the hundreds of thousands in Europe the tens of thousands in the United States that are massively underreported, the thousands of deaths in the U.K. and Europe and the United States, tens of thousands combined directly related to the shot. Obviously, there's something going on with this shot that we're not being told. So why don't we start asking questions and in unison as a country come together and say, listen, we're not okay with this. We're not going to consent. As far as I'm concerned, that's my only question I will be asking. I don't care what they're doing with it. I don't care how they're using it. I'm not going to consent to it, and I have no interest in consenting to an RNA injection ever, and that will be my stance. This is where they're taking it. Hence why DARPA came out this week with the Pentagon and said they now have an injection chip that will basically uh, seek out and notify you if you get infected with COVID. Really? You kidding me, guys? I told you yesterday. I got lakefront property. I got beachfront property in Kansas to sell you if that's really what you believe. And I mean that sarcastically. You really think that's what they're doing with this stuff? They want to inject a chip in you to find out about a novel virus that has a 99.9% survival rate? Wake up and realize this is never going to stop until we say no. Hawaii now has even rolled out their vaccine passport program. They say as early as May they will have a full vaccine passport inflammation program. Now, what they're doing is here, they're saying that if you do not dial into the vaccine passport that you will basically be required to take a negative test before you departure you will have to take another negative test when you get to Hawaii and then you will still have to quarantine when you're there before when you get there and before you leave so your literal trip to Hawaii is going to be like two three weeks long and majority of it's going to spend quarantining but if you get the vaccine passport, hey, it's cool, man. You got the shot. You can do whatever you want. You can run around. They said persons prior to the departure of the state uploaded the state's safe travel program or otherwise provide validation. They completed a vaccine regimen approved by the DOH. will have no restrictions. They hope to streamline integrating pre-flight vaccination verification process in the state safe travel program for travelers arriving by the plane to the 50th state starting in May. They're rolling this out, guys. And this is the early phases. This is the phases where you still have other options. Wait till they start implementing this and they start saying you have no option. Oh, by the way, to re-register your vehicle, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport. Oh, that's right. To basically renew your driver's license, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport. Oh, you just wait. It's just coming. So you have to find out where your convictions lie and how high you're willing to jump on this hill and how aggressive you're willing to fight on it, my friends. As far as I'm concerned... I'm already on that hill. I'm not stopping anymore. I'm right up there with Ian up there at the Atlas gym, not shutting down. I'm right out there with 10 horn, basically in Burbank. I'm supporting all these guys the best I can. This is the last straw once we give in to this final phase there will be no remnants of freedom or consent or the ability to do anything freely anymore you can mark my words on that my friends and that is something i'm not going to idly sit by and pretend that it's just going to go away if we act like we comply a little bit further it was two weeks to flatten the curve over a year ago look where we're at now dad
1: i'm very well said austin and you know and, and the thing about it is is that there are pockets of resistance. Eighty percent of Sicilians have refused to take the AstraZeneca vaccine. Eighty percent. And then we have all these people saying how white people are so horrible, so horrible, so horrible. And then Dwayne Johnson has now announced that if they want him to be president, he'll be president. He'll run for president. And and i, I got to give him credit, man. He's a he's, 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 he's pretty funny dude. And would, would I basically think that he'd make a good president? I have no idea. To me, he seems pretty liberal, but I don't know. And here's what his response was, quote, humbling. Johnson previously called the poll, I don't think our founding fathers ever envisioned a six foot four, bald, tattooed, half black, half Samoan, tequila drinking, pickup truck driving, fanny pack wearing guy joining their club. But if it ever happens, it'd be my honor to serve you, the people. I like that. That's very humble response. I mean he's pretty cool dude, I have to admit that. But you know, it just shows again that we have forty seven percent of the population say they're gonna vote for Dwayne Johnson if he runs for president. Okay? Well they're not prejudiced, so why are they going after the white people all the time? It's absolutely crazy. In Harvard now doctors are promoting bias, race discrimination in Boston hospitals because they want to be anti racist, but they're telling them they would longer take white people in first, that even if the black person is unbelievably in trouble from a physical standpoint in trauma and someone else comes in, they'll always put the white person behind the list. Yeah. It's it's to that level now. And now and now we've got to realize that, you know, if you're white, you're basically gonna be Guilty. What does that mean? Well, white corporate America and financial America and white universities and public schools and white TV print and NPR media and white liberals have joined in a racial attack on white Americans. Just as the American propaganda machine used the demonization of the Third Reich to destroy the self-respect of Germans after World War II, the machine is now being used for the same purpose against white Americans unless they are of the brainwashed woke variety. So they're going to use the same machine they took off after Germany with because it's controlled by the same media. It's controlled by the same Kabbalist group that runs the planet, the same groups that basically are doing everything with these vaccines. And you got to realize they also run Israel, and they're also doing the same thing to Israel. They're also injecting Israel with all of these vaccines, and now the Israel people are coming out and doing their own research and saying, hey, wait a minute. You're a whole lot more likely to get these other variants if you've been vaccinated. What the heck? Eight times more. Well, that's what they want, isn't it? Every time you get another vaccine, it's going to change you more and more and more and more and more. So apparently the Kabbalists in Israel don't care if they change the people in Israel into something else either. This is not just a group of people. This is an off-world entity that's doing that. We we call him Lucifer. That's it. That's the same thing they did in Genesis chapter 6 where every thought of every man was evil all the time. And that's what we have to understand. It's like Austin said. It's a spiritual battle, and we've got to understand that. That's why we've got to stay prayed up. We've got to make sure we understand what we're involved in. Look what Coca-Cola is doing. Coca-Cola is basically destroying a world-leading brand in 60 seconds. They are. They're destroying it with their woke mentality. Why? Well, because it's the same reason that you can't buy houses anymore. I was. Just, I just sent an article by a former federal prosecutor who basically said that you know BlackRock is buying up all of these homes and all of these cities and all of these white neighborhoods and offering 20% above market value all over the country to push up the real estate market and to basically monopolize living areas where they can basically do what they want to do as far as who's going to live there. Remember what Klaus Schwab said by 2010, you won't own anything and you'll love it? Well, BlackRock is a Rothschild organization. It's completely controlled through the central banks. It's one of the largest investment companies in the world. It controls trillions of dollars in assets. Go ahead and look at their subsidiaries if you don't believe that. So now they're buying up the houses. That's why you can't go buy a house in a nice neighborhood because you got to compete. A couple of years ago, I remember Austin and I looked at a house about 10, 12 years ago when that first big crash happened back in 2007, 2008. There was a house directly behind me, right behind me, right on the other side of the property line. And we tried to buy it. And it was all wrapped up with banks. The banks were changing it the banks, changing it the banks, changing it The banks, changing it the banks. The house was selling for about $120,000. That's all it was worth. It was run down in terrible shape. But they kept marketing it and marketing it and flipping it from bank to bank to bank to bank. And we couldn't even get a bid in on it. We were like treated like the adopted stepchildren because the international bankers had gotten involved like they're doing right now with BlackRock, buying up so many of these neighborhoods. Why? Because they want to control where you live. They want to control what you think. They want to control what you do. They want to control everything. You know, Michelle Malkin is even coming out saying that the left's war on whites was, is, is basically absolutely horrible. This is she's from Newsmax. And then we have Ted Cruz coming right back around, and he's, he's such a slimy. Oh, God, I can't stand Ted Cruz. He says that Americans will die now because Joe Biden is sending $250 million to Palestinians. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ted Cruz is basically sliming up to the basically APAC. American-Israeli-Political Action Committee, and the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, because he knows that AIPAC pretty much controls American politics. So he's sliming up to these guys. He, he's just slime. He reminds me of Grandpa Munster. Bleh. The guy's a weirdo. But yet we have all these people doing all these weird things, playing all of these games. Why? Because it's what they're being programmed to do. Because it's the sideshow. It's the circus sideshow. Like Austin said the other day, here come the elephants. Here comes the three-wing circus. Oh, by the way, get out the popcorn, get out the sodas, watch what's happening next. Everybody enjoy the show. That's what it's turned into. It's ludicrous that we've got a show. And in the meantime, they're implementing 5G systems all over the country in 6G. They're putting all kinds of frequency generators, according to some of my contacts, in some of these 5G stations that are broadcasting the frequency of coronavirus. What the heck does that even mean? Guys, you know, Russia did a – they, they did a study a few years ago. It's really a weird study which they took a frog embryo and they started basically irradiating it and putting it – it wouldn't be radiation. It would be the energy frequency of a salamander into the embryo. And this frog turned into a salamander when it came out of its you know, gestational state instead of a frog. Yeah, they did that with energy, with not gene splicing, but with energy. So can they create something else with us in us if they put different frequencies in the air or do they need a booster covid shot to do that? Do they need to open up our cell walls to do that because we're adults we're no longer in a gestational phase? I don't know. All I know is some weird stuff going on right now. So guys, remember this. You got to pray. Remember his name is Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And you say to me, some of you have called in and said, well, I, I, there's too much about Jesus on the show. Okay, have you got another solution to this, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Now, I, I'm asking you, if you have another solution other than the great I am in Christ, who came to deliver us from the evil one, he told us that. If we have another solution to this, where we are right now, why don't you tell me about it? All these new age people, they don't they don't know what to do. They're all scared to death. They have no answers for any of this stuff because they have no faith in God Almighty and the great I am and in Jesus' son. So they are always thinking, oh, 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 we're all done. We're all done. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And they're screaming and yelling, running around on alt media and they don't know what to do. Well, I'll tell you what you do. You get in blood covenant with the most high God through his son, Jesus Christ. You stand against this mess because regardless of what they do to you on this earthly plane, they can't touch you for eternity. Yeah, that's what you do. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Remember, guys, always remember that this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it in all things and at all times because I'm in covenant with God through Christ. I love you guys. Finish it up awesome, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Yes, absolutely. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. This is from Breitbart. All Out of nowhere, the FDA and CDC have now called for an immediate pause of the Johnson & Johnson COVID injection. Apparently, they're finding now that the COVID injection from Johnson & Johnson is causing, oh, what? Blood clots between women ages 18 to 48, in which actually numerous of them have been hospitalized and one later ended up even dying. Uh, This is something that has happened with AstraZeneca. This is something that's happened with Johnson & Johnson. This is something that's happened repeatedly with these shots. I'm not sure the entire scientific background behind this and what's causing it. I've heard theories, but I don't personally know. But we're seeing this repeatedly now with these blood clots. So when you start seeing U.S. federal health agencies put a pause on a shot, when you see all these other side effects continuing to occur with all these rejections, that should tell you real quick that there's obviously an issue with these shots and that they are not safe it's ironic every time you know Sharon ST Brower on Instagram will post something on there seat see it all the time. There'll be this disclaimer on it. Oh, well, uh listen, the CDC made sure that all the shots are extremely safe. They have rigorous testing, they're completely safe. They always do you see everybody's seeing now. The blocks at the bottom. The problem with it is it's a complete and total fallacy. They aren't safe. There is no long-term testing. They even told you that. In fact, even with Pfizer. When they did their phase one trials, over half of the individuals who got the shot in phase one trials had adverse events reported. Half. Well, we're just going to skip that part. You know, We're just going to flip that page. We're not going to address that at all. <laughs> I mean, really? Do they think we're that stupid and everybody just has that short term of a memory? I guess. I was looking at the article yesterday. It was back in the middle of last summer, like July, August. Half of the individuals at in phase one experience adverse events. That's totally safe. That's totally safe. That that means it's a total. Could you imagine for one second if they came out with a food? They said all of a sudden half of everybody who bought this brand of eggs is experiencing adverse events. Half. thousand people bought these eggs from various stores across the country. 500 of them had adverse events. What do you think they would do? They would recall the eggs immediately. That's what they do with everything. You see it with beef, with poultry, all the time. One or two people get sick out of something, and they completely and totally recall everything. Everything, entire batch. Well, why don't we do the same when we're injecting something directly in our bloodstream? Million-dollar question. Now you know, because they do not care about the events. They want to get this shot out as bad as they can. Thank you, my friends for getting this information out there thank you for forwarding these shows and forwarding the articles and standing up for your rights and the rights of the rest of us it's not just about me, it's not just about you it's not just about us in general, it's about everybody in this country it's about keeping it and maintaining it for a future generation thank you for the support have a blessed, safe, awesome night we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always